I recently completed the 4x4x48 again. This was my second year doing the Goggins Challenge of running four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Yes, literally on my two feet outside every four hours for two, well, technically over the course of three days. It ends up being a total of 48 miles. And in this episode, you're going to get a little bit of my mind, my goals beforehand. Part of the recording of this episode was done before taking it on. And then I have a couple literally in the midst of the challenge recordings for you to hear, like little voice memos that I took um, at points throughout the challenge. And then a little debrief after the fact that I've done post 4x4x48. So let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. In March 2022, I did this challenge for the first time, and the whole recap of that experience is back in episode 43. I literally took you into my thoughts, into my brain with quick little pre and post run audio clips. It is a ride, so go listen if you haven't, but I am about to take this on. I'm recording this part right now before taking it on. It's actually Friday morning, super early. My family's not up yet. So obviously I'm not working out today because I'm about to work out for a lot of hours <laughs> in the very near future. So my plan is this, I will start at 8 PM and I'll finish with my final four miles at 4 PM on Sunday. And I'm literally taking on four miles every four hours. So that's 8 PM tonight, midnight, 4 AM, 8 AM, what noon, 4 p.m., 8 p.m., midnight, 4 a.m., 8 a.m., noon, and then 4 p.m. Sunday, and then I'll be done. So I have some goals with it. Nothing crazy because I have done this before, so I know what I'm in for, and I know my main goal is to finish it. Simply finish. I remember back when I did my Ironman, gosh, like seven years ago, I think, six years ago, seven years ago. I think it was seven. Um, my goal at the beginning was a certain time. And then it was like 102 degrees that day. People were, you know, going off the side and pulling themselves out of the race left and right. And by the end of it, I remember during the marathon portion, I saw people getting taken off the course on golf carts because they were um, dehydrated and falling over and heat stroke. 
And my goal at the end became finish. I don't care what time you finish. I don't care how much you walk this marathon. You are walking yourself across the finish line and not taking a golf cart. And obviously this is not as intense as that was physically demanding wise, but my goal is just to finish. And I also last year, I did a run walk strategy, which obviously I'll be doing again, but I I ran the last four. I said, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to leave everything out there on the road. I'm going to run the last four miles because I just want to see what I'm capable of. I want to see if I can actually do that. And so last year I ran the final four miles. And so I do have a goal of that this year again, of doing the last four miles with no walking, only running just like last year. I have zero intention to match or beat the paces that I did last year, but having done it once, I do have some strategy around how I will pace myself. So obviously I will be sleeping. My sleep schedule will be after the 8 p.m. run around nine o'clock. I'll try to go to sleep for a few hours after the midnight run. I'll sleep for a few hours. And after the 4 a.m. run, obviously I'll try to sleep as much as I can until my kids get up. Um, I'll nap as I need to on Saturday. I'm not a big napper in general, so we'll see how that goes. But I will treat the rest of the time each day as normal because when you're a mom, I don't know about you, but when I'm in my house, I can't really detach myself from my kids needing me in the day-to-day chaos. So it'll be like a normal day aside from me running a lot of miles. Um, I'm also going to slow down my paces at night because naturally you want your heart rate lower because your heart rate does go lower when you're sleeping and over nighttime. So it'll be easier for me to get back to sleep if I keep my heart rate lower as low as possible during the runs. So my nighttime paces will be a lot slower, probably around the 13 minute range. Um, And during the daytime, I'm going to try to keep them around 11 to 12 minutes. So nighttime will be more like 13 to 14 minute paces during the four miles. So that's my plan on the pace side and my sleeping strategy. Nutrition, I don't really have a strategy aside from eating when I'm hungry, making sure I'm eating really wholesome carbs, really wholesome proteins, drinking a lot of water, drinking a lot of coconut water. I love coconut water as like a rehydration when I'm losing a lot of electrolytes. And that's something here with the humidity, the temps will be in like the mid seventies and sunny during the day. So I'm going to be sweating a lot more than I did last year which I'm a little bit worried about because I still, I just sweat a lot in general. I'm a sweater. And last year when I did it, we were living in Las Vegas where it's really dry and the weather was literal perfection. I think it was in like the sixties when I did it, there was no humidity. So I'll definitely be losing a lot more fluids this year than I ever have, even with my walk run paces, um, which obviously is, I think I said that already that I'll be doing walking and running, and I'm not going to be running a certain distance and then walking a certain distance. I'm just going to listen to my body. I love training like that. I love, you know, even when I'm lifting weights, like, okay, how does my back feel today? How warmed up are my muscles? Did I kill my hamstrings running or are they really up for something right now? I love listening to my body when I'm doing anything physical, because that's really when you can tap into how much further can I push myself? Am I on the brink of injury or am I on the brink of really tapping into my potential. And it also just helps you learn in other areas how to continue to listen to your body, like your hunger cues and just so many like sleep when you should rest. Okay. Not feeling guilty about taking your rest day because your body's really tired. These are different ways that you can really learn to listen to your body. And I love implementing that when I'm working out because it strengthens my ability to listen to my body in other areas of my life too. So a little side note there, but 
like I said, I'm a little worried about the humidity. I'm not letting it consume my thoughts, but I mean, I sweat a whole lot more here because we live in Alabama now and we're like in the Southern portion. We're about an hour and a half from the beach. So it is humid as I'll get out here. I think it's going to rain midday today and I'll be running tonight. So the humidity will be thick. Um, most mornings, let me look outside real quick. Okay. It's not foggy today. So that's a good sign when it is foggy. I mean, it legit looks like the rain is just hanging in the air. It's so thick. So I'm really hoping we don't have that kind of humidity this week, but I don't know. We'll see. And I'll deal with it. So uh, last year, I also had some stomach issues, like the second half, the second 24 miles, kind of Saturday afternoon through most of Sunday. I really think it was a stomach bug that was going through our house. Um, my husband had it like a month prior, and then my boys kind of had it on and off. So I I think that's honestly what happened to me, but putting my body through this and not really being able to train the nutrition portion with this much volume, um, we'll just see how it goes. It could have been related to the stress I was putting on my body, um, or it could have been that stomach bug. I really don't know. I think it was a stomach bug based on how my body was responding, but I'm hoping that doesn't happen again this year, especially with the fluid loss that'll go on and having to rehydrate a lot more um, intentionally. So uh, be praying for me. Well, I guess you won't be because you're listening to this after the fact, but, uh, it'll be interesting and I'll deal with it. <laughs> like I said before, the humidity, I'll deal with it. You learn, you learn. This is how you, uh, learn how to deal with adversity is you just deal with it and then you figure it out as you go. And it's kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> so, um, last year I also did a lot of training with the double Bob because Casey was actually gone for almost all of January and February. Um, he was actually here in Alabama while I was over in Las Vegas. And so almost all my training was pushing both of my toddlers in a stroller. And that's a lot of weight. We have a old double Bob that I got off Facebook marketplace and it's, I mean, it weighs a solid 50 pounds. Uh, last year, my kids total probably weighed about 60 pounds total, like both of them together. So I was pushing at least over a hundred pounds. Um, I did not do a lot of training this year with a double Bob because Casey's been home and, uh, that makes me slightly nervous. Cause I don't know how strong my legs are, but I have been going to orange theory and there is such good run training there on the treadmills. So we'll see how that goes. I honestly just feel, I told Casey this the other day. I feel like the most average runner, which I hope encourages you. I'm going to wrap it up with this. I'm truly nothing special a good, like a good man. I'm peak endurance right now. I feel really good. Mile pace for me is like nine minutes. <laughs> okay. Uh, eight minutes. I haven't done that. I don't know. I don't know the last time I've done that. Um, on leisurely, like non stroller runs. I mean, with a double Bob, it's a whole nother story, but when I'm running by myself, a solid mile pace is nine minutes, like a really, really good one on a really good day. But on normal days, when I'm just like going out for a run, I usually run at a 10 minute pace, 10 minutes. And I haven't run further than six miles easily since last summer. And I'm about to take on 48. So I'm no different than you. Literally, I'm the most average runner. And the only difference between me and you or me and a bunch of other moms, maybe, um, is that I have this potentially crazy streak in me I don't think it's crazy. I really think it's unique and special and I want a lot more moms to have it. But the streak in me that chooses to not just believe I can do really hard things, but to take them on. 
And that's why I love doing this. I love showing you, look, I'm a mom, just like you, two toddlers, busy, unpredictable schedule, lots of responsibilities, average fitness level, and I'm doing this. If my physical body can do something like that, what might yours be capable of? You know, what's that thing that you want to achieve physically that you just don't think you can? What if you did? What if you tried? Because I believe we were designed to be capable, that we are capable of way more than our fickle minds allow us to believe. I love proving that to myself. I love proving to my mind, proving to my doubtful thoughts, heck no, you're wrong. I love that. It is the most empowering feeling because it shows you, you have control over your thoughts. You have control over your mind. Your mind does not get to control you. And when I do, I'm like, geez, God, how cool. Like you made me capable of that. My mind is that strong. Thanks to you. It's astounding. Not me, but my God is. And the power of our minds, man, if I could just get more moms to realize that too, how capable they are, if they just mastered their minds, you know, took control of every thought and submitted it to what's true and said, screw it. I'm going to try, even though logically none of what I'm seeing or none of what I'm telling myself says I'm capable. I'm just going to believe. So out I go. (laughs) If I've done it once, I sure as all get out, I'm going to finish it again, no matter what I face, because I don't know what I'll face. There are a lot of unknowns going into this weekend, but I'm going to finish. That's what I do now. Four miles every four hours for the next 48 hours. I'll chat with you after. All right. This first clip was taken during my first night run. I was literally two miles in and all of it came flooding back. You'll hear, you'll hear in this little voice memo I took literally was out on the road at about 8.15 at night, um, just totally going all the, like all the memories from the previous year came flooding back and it was a weird place to be in. So you'll hear it in this voice clip. It's funny how quick the memories of the night runs come back and how weird they are. Cause like most of the world's asleep, but some aren't. And you're kind of like, why are you not sleeping? <laughs> And at the same time, you're like, why am I up running? So that was weird because it's obviously already dark at 8 p.m. But I'm nervous about these cats that roam our neighborhood, the like outdoor cats, because I just don't trust them. God bless you if you have cats. I just don't love them. And uh, the fact that there's snakes here and I just can't see very well makes me a little nervous. But we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. All right. Now, after this, I obviously went to sleep right away. Um, about 9, 15, 9 30 PM. I got like two, two and a half hours of sleep, woke up midnight run, 4 AM run, 8 AM run. And I coasted like Saturday felt really good. I was doing good splits. I felt rested, um, for the most part, you know, as rested as you can be on like two hour intervals of sleep, but I was coasting. I was feeling good. Saturday was a great day. I got to run with a friend. Um, but the biggest struggle I faced was getting blisters on my big toe, on my left foot, and my pinky toe on my right foot. (laughs) Those were like the biggest struggles I faced. And all of the daytime of Saturday was great. And then 8 p.m. rolled around, and this is where I was. All right, so I'm 20 minutes out from my seventh run. I'm halfway. 
I haven't done a lot of voice memos because I've just been kind of going. I've been in a groove. Physically, I feel really good. Um, Like, my calves are a little sore, but otherwise my body feels really good. I'm just physically tired. But tonight, Casey and I had a conversation because I, like, hate these night runs. I just do not enjoy them. They're weird. It's weird running in the dark. I just don't love them. The daytime has been phenomenal. I got to run with a friend earlier. It was great. But these nighttime ones, just, like... I'm in my head. I'm in my head about it. I'll be honest. And (laughs) after the boys went down, I turned to Casey and I said, what if I just like stopped, just called it, you know, just like ended here. Not really fully knowing what his response would be, but also like being 30% serious about the question. (laughs) And he goes, I won't let you. If you're really thinking about that, I'll just do it with you. But he was like, the belief that he spoke into me was exactly what I needed. And I just think it's important to have someone like that in your life that can kind of speak that truth over you that, no, like you're doing it because you said you were going to, because you're capable of it, because you're doing it for a purpose. And that's all I needed to hear was the, I won't let you. I was like, okay, you're right. I can just do it. I need to just suck it up and get out of my head. Um, Just a weak moment. And I'm at the halfway point. Uh, Literally, the only physical ailment is a little blister on my left big toe that's forming, which is fine. I don't even feel it half the time. So about 15 minutes out from uh, taking on the seventh run, my first of three night runs. And then I'm done with the night runs. Like, I've only got six left. Three of them are at night. Three are going to be glorious day runs. And then I'm done. And that's just honestly, it feels really easy this year because I've done it before. I know what's coming. Um, my stomach's not messed up like it was last year. So it's been great. And I'm going to go get after it. This was the point where my mindset really started to waver. But I'm really grateful that Casey kind of checked me and got me going again. Because physically, this is the point where it got more difficult. Um, the first 24 miles really felt like a walk in the park, a jog in the park. (laughs) But the second 24 physically were not as easy. I felt constant physical exhaustion. Um, And after my seventh run, so that was like 8 p.m. I think. Yeah, 8 p.m. was my seventh run. I went to sleep. And when I woke up from my midnight run, I really felt it in my muscles. Um, And not like soreness, not tightness. They just felt tense. And like I've been working them for a long time. So I did a lot of stretching, a lot of Theragun work. And when I woke up around 7 a.m. on Sunday for my final couple runs, um, that had helped immensely over over the night, doing some extra stretching, getting some Theragun work done in the morning because it was hard to walk. And really, it was the blisters that were causing the biggest issues, which then I was doing my foot strike differently, which was causing muscle imbalances in my legs and you know, that whole gamut went all the way down that road. And, um, it just caused some issues with my muscles and whatnot, but shockingly come Monday, I felt really good. (laughs) So that was weird. But a few other notes about these night runs that came to mind before I move on past them that I just want to remember for myself, but that you might also kind of find kind of funny. There were so many bunnies. Um, usually like when I'm out on walks and runs during the day and whatever, I see a lot of cats roaming around. I guess a lot of people in my neighborhood have outdoor cats. Uh, We're not cat owners, so I don't really know how that works, but they do. And I did not see a lot of cats like I expected, but I saw a lot of bunnies and obviously not pets, but I just thought that was really funny. Lots of bunnies down here in Alabama. Um, I also 
wasn't like, okay, 8 PM on the weekends, even midnight on the weekends, I expect cars, you know, driving around. I, there were some neighbors that were out in their backyard at midnight. I was like, oh, this makes me feel a little more comfortable, a little more safe. Right. But I wasn't expecting really any signs of life at 4 AM at all. (laughs) But on Saturday morning at my four, my first 4 AM run on Saturday, I was scared half to death because I saw um, an older lady out walking (laughs) and I about had a heart attack. It was like literally 30 seconds into my run. She was just out for her very early morning walk. And I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) good morning. (laughs) Scared me after death, but that was pretty funny and a memory that definitely will stick with me. Um, Something I did do to be intentional about my night runs and safety because, you know, we live in a public place is I had no headphones. When it got dark, no headphones. And usually when I'm out running anyways, I just put one in so I can, you know, have situational awareness with my other ear. Um, And I wore really bright colors at night as well. I know they say to run with your hair in a bun, but mine just doesn't hold a bun very well. So I run in a ponytail, but again, total situational awareness at all times, just like knowing what's around you. I wouldn't take, uh, paths in my neighborhood that aren't as well lit. I was only running in a really well lit area of my neighborhood. And if I noticed that people were like out and about in their backyards or, um, basically like people that were out in their yards or hanging out, I could see the lights were on in houses. I tried to stay in those areas of our neighborhood for the most part. So, you know, just totally being aware of your surroundings at all times. I think at any time of day is important as a runner, but I was really vigilant about that at night. Just obviously for safety. And Casey knew my routes as well. Um, I did keep my heart rate lower by making my paces slower at night so I could fall asleep easier. And I really did. I feel like last year I had a harder time sleeping, but this year I did not (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) I fell asleep real quick Uh, during the day on Sunday, something I noticed. So here in Alabama, if you're anywhere in the Southeast, it's pollen season. There's like bright neon yellow everywhere. I mean, on the cars, in the ground where the puddles were. I mean, it looks like someone took chalk, dust, yellow chalk dust, and just put it everywhere. And your girl has seasonal allergies. So I suffer this time of year. Like my eyes are miserable. I'm sneezing. I usually have a runny nose at all times. I might even feel slightly stuffed up right now, but for honestly, this has been a couple weeks now and I had not been affected at all. Like no itchy eyes, no sneezing. I was like, this is a miracle. I don't know what's going on, but I will take it. And the craziest part is on one of my runs, I think it was my 8am run on Sunday. It was in the morning. I noticed I, cause it was a beautiful, clear morning, just gorgeous day. I had a gorgeous weekend for running. I cannot complain (laughs) except for the fact that I saw I literally could see the pollen flowing, floating around in the air, <laughs> floating, just drifting around from the wind. And I was like, oh, this is all hitting me in the face right now. I wear a hat during the day to keep the sun out of my eyes, but I don't run in sunglasses. So it eventually caught up with me by Sunday night. My eyes were itchy and whatnot, but seriously, about 12 hours outside, um, with pollen visibly floating around. And I really wasn't phased until late Sunday night, early, early Monday morning after the challenge was over. Um, come Monday, just a debrief on how I felt. Cause I had some questions on this. How did you feel? 
Um, my blisters hurt pretty bad on Sunday, but when I woke up Monday morning, I did pop them. I know TMI, but whatever, if you're a runner, you know, you pop the blisters, you don't peel the skin off because then they don't heal well. You just pop them, get the pus out and it's good to go. Sorry if that's TMI, but when you get blisters on your feet, that's what you do. It makes them not hurt. They felt great on Monday. <laughs> and, uh, muscularly, I felt great as well. I think really being intentional about stretching and, Using my Theragun helped immensely in the recovery portion and sleeping a lot better as well. The only soreness I did notice on Monday was my IT bands. They weren't bad. It was just if I moved certain ways, I could tell, ooh, like there's a bit of a twinge there. I'm a little bit sore and I can't complain. I felt pretty good. Um, So I did a light upper body workout on Tuesday. I'm recording this on Wednesday night. So I'm what, like two and a half days out from the challenge and three days. My brain is still recovering, if you couldn't tell. But um, I did an upper body workout on Tuesday, felt really good. I went to Orange Theory this morning, and I didn't do running on the treadmill. I did walk because I just needed to let my body to continue to recover. My calves my calves are a little sore today, which I expected because my calves just get sore from running. Um, probably could work on strengthening those, just as I make a mental note there, to work on my calf strength. But the biggest long-term impact because my muscles feel fine for the most part, you know, just some minor soreness. My blisters are fine. Like nothing. My back feels great, which is awesome considering the back issues that I have. Um, if you're new here, I have, uh, a herniated disc and bulging, bulging discs in my lower back. I've had stress fractures in my back before. So just not a good situation back there, but, um, physical therapy, pelvic floor, physical therapy, and being intentional about movement and, not eating a lot of sugary foods or anything processed too much helps a ton. Okay. Keeping the inflammation down, big difference. But the biggest thing that's been impacting me and still, still is something I'm recovering from is the sleep deprivation. And I, I honestly think that's the hardest part of this whole challenge is the sleep deprivation. And I know last year when I did this, I was only about six months not even probably like four or five months out from my youngest finally sleeping through the night. Cause he didn't sleep through the night till after he was one. And I had recent, more recently come out of that season of waking up in the middle of the night still. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, like I did that for over a year. I can do this. And that I think is honestly one of the biggest mental challenge pieces of this challenge of the four by four by 48 is the fact that you don't get a lot of sleep. You're sleeping like two hours at a time. And so in my head, I was like, well, I've done this with two children, a total of at least 18 months over the course of the last like two and a half years. So I am more than capable of functioning and physically exerting myself, um, for 48 hours. (laughs) I'm like, two hour intervals of sleep, because I've literally done that before, you know, breastfeeding, um, taking care of my children, my husband being deployed and taking care of both kids and having a child that's still not sleeping through the night. I mean, like, if I can do that, I can do this. That's how I kind of looked at it last year. And this year, knowing I had done it and could get through that sleep deprivation was another kind of just like notch on my belt of, I can do this, even though I know I love my sleep. Because as you know, sleep is one of the pillars not just of, yes, of weight loss, but also of just health, like long-term big picture health sleep is vital. So that was something that, 
Um, I personally still feel like I'm recovering from when you don't sleep as well, your brain doesn't function as well. And I'm definitely having some major, like, I can't think of that word or what's that phrase or moments of like, wait, this person told me this one thing, but I really cannot remember it for the life of me. Can you remind me one more time? (laughs) Like this week is littered with those kinds of moments and it's kind of frustrating, but I will get over that. Um, today was the first day. Wednesday was the first day. I didn't feel physically exhausted the whole day, but Monday and Tuesday totally did. So post four by four by 48 this year, I feel a lot better than I did last year. And to be honest, last year after finishing it, I didn't run for a while. I didn't run any long distances. I just didn't run consistently after that for quite a few months. But this year, I mean, I really feel like getting back to it. I am doing a Spartan in like a week and a half, so I'll have to run eventually. But um, this week, I'm kind of letting my calves heal and rest. I'll probably go for a couple runs next week and do the Spartan. Then I'm doing another challenge the weekend after that just for fun. Everything's ramping back up and I'm having a blast doing it. And if I I learned anything or if you want to take anything away from this, I just encourage you to try something that you're like, this is really pushing my limits. This is pushing my boundaries, but I really think I'm capable of it. I think this is something I could do if I just tried. And what's cool about that, my dad growing up, he always worked Um, not always, but he worked from his home office a lot. And he had this paperweight that I saw all the time as a kid. I would go into his office and sit there while he worked and I would play with it and read it and ask him what it meant. And he ended up giving it to me. Um, And I'm getting emotional about a paperweight, which is so silly, but it, I'm looking at it right now as I record this episode for you. Uh, It means the world to me because it's kind of become the foundation of a lot of my mindset. It's what's helped me believe in myself, to do hard things, to overcome, I hate this cliche term, limiting beliefs, but like I used to say I'm not a runner and I just did this. I clearly don't believe that anymore. But what the paperweight says is what would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? And that knowing doesn't come from a place of logistically knowing what you're capable of and what your body is capable of. It's not this knowing of like, yes, I will do it in the way I plan to do it. It's a knowing of, I believe in myself enough and in how I was created. And I believe enough in my ability to learn from failure to try. That's what that knowing is. That's what that knowing is. And so what would you attempt to do if you knew You could not fail because you genuinely don't fail unless you quit altogether. And I had a moment of that. Did I not like (laughs) Saturday night going into the night runs? I was like, what if I just stopped? That would have been failure in my book because physically I was still capable of doing it. Mentally, I had something else to tap into. And if I chose not to, that in my book is failure. Choosing not to try. Choosing to give up on something you can still follow through on. Just because you're having a weak moment doesn't mean you stop trying. So let me ask you that. Let let you ask, I want you to ask yourself that. What would you attempt to do if you knew you could not fail? Answer that question for yourself and get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. 
If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.